Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Edible World podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michael, and you can call me the clucking candy corn this episode. And I am Esteban El Pollito Cantu. Welcome to episode Chicken of the Woods. Yep, this episode you're going to find us fanning ourselves off in the heat, man. You're going to figure out why later. Just, well, and if you already know, if you know, you know, right? That's right. So, um, yeah, we're talking about chicken of the woods today. This is a lot of, like, a beginner's favorite mushroom, um, even an expert's favorite mushroom. They're really tasty, and they're really obvious to find. So we hope this episode can help a lot of you out there find them for your first time. And I think this is a huge, like, gateway mushroom. I was just, I was telling Michael oh, yeah. before this, this is the first uh, wild edible mushroom that I found myself and consumed. Uh, but the, the reason I say gateway is because... Uh, the texture kind of keys people in on, you know, just the variety that mushrooms can be because you're used to like button mushrooms that are uh, probably, you know, sauteed in a frying pan, which is fine. Some mm-hmm. people don't like the texture. So chickens offer a, uh, you know, a little gateway to, to edible mush. Yeah, totally. Um, they are called chicken of the woods because they taste and have a texture like chicken you know it's not it's definitely not like oh frog legs type of taste like chicken it really <laughs> does taste like chicken it's chicken of the woods tastes like chicken um so yeah this, there's a lot of names for this mushroom if you don't recognize it from what we're what we're saying when we say chicken of the woods which would be kind of surprising it is um we're talking about the latiporous species so specifically um the most common one is latiporous sulfurious um, and that is named for its yellow sulfury color. Um, but it also goes by um, sulfur shelf and then like sulfur polypore. Um, we've seen another uh, resource online say crab of the woods. Yeah. And we agree that that is incredibly misleading and inaccurate. Because it's a chicken. Totally not faithful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, you'll see it abbreviated as cow on oh, your, yeah. on your uh, mushroom sites and yeah your forums or yeah anytime you're talking with somebody that has talked about it a lot people stop typing chicken of the woods and they will just capitalize c-o-w that's a very good point steve Mm -hmm. so you can find this mushroom um another reason it's a favorite is you can um it has many different varieties that are still that they're they're all edible um and they are all and they kind of grow in different seasons i would beg to differ that uh, you know i'm not a mycologist so i'm kind of going out on a limb here but i'd say that the ones that grow in different seasons are kind of different uh different varieties or like slightly different species because i've found them in spring i've found them in summer in in the middle of 90 degree heat like nothing else is growing but these chickens are out there like oh yeah soaking up that sun absolutely and then i've also found them in october like at in the precipice of fall so they just grow throughout a huge portion of the year and and i think you're right i think because i've i've seen several varieties that just pop up throughout throughout the year because i found them like you said late fall I've, and they're different shapes yeah too. for sure they different like, shapes different like uh variants in color and not just due to exactly. like uh to shelf life how, how long they've been shelf life because they're shelf. Uh, probably the uh, other shelf uh, mushrooms God, yeah so. uh but not not just due to that but also just like even when they're at their peak, even when they're young, you know, just different color variants and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. No, that, that we we'll talk about a couple specific species just to um, just talk about our personal experiences with them and the flavor differences and everything. But for the most part, these they, they all pretty much look about the same, just shapes and 
um, just slight variances color, like you said. Um, so not only can find this from spring to fall, but you can also find it across the entirety of North America and um, all throughout Europe. So it, um, while it doesn't extend to you know, a good portion of the rest of the world, a, a large portion of it can enjoy this mushroom. Um, mostly existing in hardwood forests. So you need these like heavy concentrations of deciduous trees like oak and uh, what, you know, shag bark or whatever. Is that hardwood? I think it's hardwood. Yeah, I think it's hardwood. Regardless. So that's how that's where you can find it and um, the types of trees that it grows on. So this is a uh, Paris, it's a decomp decomp decompositional mushroom. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure the scientific name off the top of my head, but it does eat dead trees or thoroughly dying trees. If you see it on a tree that is living, it's about to be not living um, in the sh short future because this is a uh, decomposing mushroom. Yeah, I actually was just out this weekend. Oh, that's right. And found a beautiful specimen. Uh, specimen. We just got a ton of rain here over the last couple of days. Yeah. And uh, it, it happened to be on deadwood that I'd been eyeballing for like the last two seasons. It was this tree that had fallen and it had been kind of chopped up by the by the uh, local forest service and was just chilling on the side of the road. And I've been eyeballing it for so long. And finally, finally it uh, produced. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, buddy. See, you know, the problem is that I have logs that I have gathered from before, <laughs> and I keep going back, and there's nothing there. Oh, so usually sad. these logs will continue to produce year after year after year. Eventually those nutrients are spent, and the mushroom has far propagated itself beyond our wildest dreams to other places to infect and feed other people. But um, like I said, I, I think I'm just not going to those same places at the same time as last year. So we are, we are actually recording in a forest that I have found chicken of the woods in before. And I'm really, really tempted to go on the you know, 30, 45 minute walk it's going to take to get to that spot. But I also am aware that whenever I found it last year, it was in October. So I don't necessarily, it's like, it's like, what, 85 degrees out here. It's so humid. Is it really worth that kind of energy right now to like go out there and check it? And I'm pretty sure it's probably not going to be there. Um, yes. I mean, that spot that I had this weekend. <laughs> it I'm is worth it. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I went out and I, you know, this isn't that episode, but I went out and found all those chanterelle. Yep. And then uh, I saw those chickens. So I only took like one little young guy. Just to you know, throw something together at home, uh, and I left the rest for the for the next guy behind me. But um, so, what did you see? What did it look like from far away? Like, how did you notice it? Like, this is the mushroom to look for because yeah. it's bright orange and uh, candy corn. Yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like it's got the bright yellow, like that typical orange that you look for in candy. Well, you don't look for candy corn typically, but yeah, it just kind of shows up on your doorstep. Corn. Yeah, like, just like candy corn. <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> but it does look alarmingly like that candy. Yeah, it has that same like color progression as candy corn does, except these aren't awful. Yeah, and they, yeah, better texture, better flavor. I'd rather candy corn tasted like this mushroom. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be a little weird, actually, because people would, never mind. It would be super weird. <laughs> It'd be a fun experiment to do, though. Uh, so, bright orange color. Yep. Growing on dead wood or mature hardwood. Yeah, standing uh, or fallen. So, yeah. I've 
uh, I've seen plenty of standing trees that have this on there too. So sometimes it's unfortunately going to be 30 feet. Up I was going to ask you, have you ever seen that? That's yeah. the worst. I've had unreachable <laughs> treasures before, unfortunately. <laughs> But yeah, it grows on this uh, the dead hardwoods, and it's gonna be uh, you're gonna find it after rains. Yes. So it is it does require a little bit of water to start. So if you're in a droughty area, like we have been, like a lot of people across the I don't know world are going through right now. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a little bit tough to find it this year. This year has been kind of rough, but right now is a perfect time to find these shelf mushrooms that are kind of they kind of sprout out of these logs like a fan in a fanning pattern which is why we're fanning ourselves in these in this heat that's it's, right um they love the heat they really do yeah it's so hot out right now it's really not bad right now not right now right now but but it's been bad recently yeah and uh that like the mushrooms like us can sweat so i've seen some like really cool chickens with some nice like uh, features called guttation are you familiar mm -hmm. with you're familiar with gutation, of course. Mm -hmm. So these things are just dripping, man. And it's just like the coolest sight to have this uh, bright orange top side, and then you have this like literal like sulfuric neon yellow underside, and then it's just got these like drips hanging from it, and it's not so wet. It's just viscous enough that they're like <laughs> hanging on and just dangling there, like uh, like a chandelier or something, you know. Sure. Chandelier of the woods. Chandelier of the chicken of the woods. Um, so also uh, beyond, beyond like just that color, what what are some other indicators you use? Um, honestly, uh, just it's you don't really need indicators with these mushrooms. You really don't because you can see them from so far away. Mm -hmm. So the the real trick here is to try. <laughs> yeah, and walk further than anybody else. You know, yeah. that's kind of what I uh, attribute some of my successes to is like, well, they're like, how do you find all this stuff? It's like, well, I'm I walk a lot. I you walk into places that a lot of people, other people don't go. Sometimes that includes breaking the rules, but that's OK. And I think and I think that's a good point. The the walking, because uh, with any of these things that we're talking about, unless it's something that you spot on the side of the road, like you got to get out there and, you know, mm -hmm. do a little bit of hiking. Yeah. You want to <laughs> find the stuff that most other people haven't seen yet don't get know? discouraged after five or ten minutes because it's often enough oh, man. on the latter half of your journey that you're going to find these chandrels or these whatever you know the chicken of the woods yeah, yeah of course i uh yeah i mean that's the interesting thing about foraging is that as as pretty as it seems sometimes it's a lot of hard work we're it walking is, out there yeah. in this blistering heat squatting like I mean, you should see most <laughs> foragers' thighs and calves were like were <laughs> rocks, man. Um, but yeah, beyond uh, beyond that, you just want to be able to. You, uh, I, I think like getting to yourself to a high ground, obviously, being able to see more of the landscape. Mm -hmm. Like if you can find these small hills and clearings in these woods, you might be able to have a little bit of luck. Um, as always, I recommend looking over your shoulder. For sure. um, because that's how I've found we'll probably use this uh, picture that I've taken as the post picture on Instagram for this. Um, I found it by looking over my shoulders uh, and I was an hour into a hike. So I'm like at the back end of this forest and I look over and I can see this like beacon um, just at the tip of this hill. And it was like, oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh. And it's so, so exciting. Oh, I ran over there. It was the most <laughs> chicken I've ever found in my life. I'm telling you, it's this picture is going to be stunning. It was fans on, it was shelves on shelves on shelves, and it was just, it was glorious. Dehydrated the heck out of it. But that 
is a topic for the next section. We're going to talk about all the things that we've done with it, how we've eaten. We're going to eat some of it. I have some pickled here with us, and we're going to enjoy that together. Yeah, let's take a little break, Ski. And yeah, we're going to run our run our ad, and then we'll be back. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our ads. You know, we're going to take a little we're going we're going to bring our snack break with us here on the on the show for you guys. I brought some uh, pickled chicken of the woods, um, canned and sealed from like last fall or late summer, um, and just on some like local sourdough bread. Some premium bread. Some premium. Michael brought the premium bread, the pickled chickens. It sounds a little weird, but it's Freaking it's all awesome. right. It's a snack. I think you know? it's good. Normally, it, well, yeah, yeah, it is good, of course. I mean, normally I'd serve this with a few more toppings, but, you know, it's yeah, yeah. beggars can't be choosers, and I'm one of those right now. Well, it's like eating chicken, you know, but it's like pickled. <laughs> it's yeah, the texture is outrageous. Yeah. It really is like a meaty texture. Mm-hmm. I have uh, some from that little, little, uh, extravaganza that little mushroom extravaganza i had this weekend i'll post some i'll post some pictures later i found a just a ton of chanterelles ton of uh a good amount of chickens uh like i said i only took only took enough to get a little bit of uh a little bit of a something going at home um but i'm excited to go home right now and like cook it and saute it and put some delicious sauce over it and just enjoy it yeah i probably found a couple pounds of chanterelles this weekend too and i ate them all already so I'm lucky to uh, have found enough chicken of the woods, and it is like such a big producer. Like, typically when you find some chicken of the woods, you find like a lot. Oh, for sure. You find a lot of this mushroom, and it's kind of dense and heavy, so you can get a lot bang for your buck. And whenever you can preserve it and hold it long term like this, it's even better. Excuse me while I munch for a second. Yeah, while while Michael's munching, I'm going to tell you about the coolest dude I've ever met in my whole life, and I haven't even met him yet. Uh, Michael and I were sitting here. You might have heard a little bit of scuffing. On that last part, on that last part of the episode, there was this, uh, I would say elderly is accurate, gentleman just running down the trail right next to us. We're right at like a cross of a couple different trails. And this dude's jogging in this heat that we're in. I don't even know how hot it is, but it's, it's warm. It's dang hot. He's jogging in cargo pants and like not just like just casually jogging. That dude was going. He was pushing. He was pushing no. hard. Yeah, I know he passed us. Not once, not twice, but three times. Yeah. He was going. Yeah, shout out to that guy, man. Yeah, shout out to that man. More power to him. Michael and I were just talking about if if you... If you don't use it, you lose it, yep. and and that ex- that includes like just getting out. That's kind of why we do this foraging thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's delicious if you find the right things, but uh, also to get out in nature, maybe take off your shoes a little bit, ground yourself. Mm-hmm. And the exercise it provides you is its own kind of reward. You know, as as miserable and sometimes painful as it can be, like 
going through these raspberry brambles to try and find your mushrooms or sure. whatever, like I was doing this weekend. Yeah. Uh, pushing through all these wild rose bushes that are just clogging these trails sometimes. Um, I wore... Uh, it's worth it. I wore short sleeves, and the shants that I found were just in a ton of stinging nettle. Yeah. So, you know, I was, feel, <laughs> I was feeling that a little bit. Challenge accepted. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about... Um, newts. Yeah, some nutrient um, details. Um, these are like a really fantastic meat alternative. So, I mean, there's, again, we're going to keep referencing their colloquial name, Chicken of the Woods. They're called this for a reason. They are so nutritionally dense. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking like, not only is it low in calories, um, so for around like 300 to 350 calories, you're getting, um, so 350 calories, that translates to about 100 grams of this mushroom. And in those 100 grams of mushrooms, you're going to find around 20 grams of protein. So that's 20% protein of this mushroom, which is, like, phenomenal. It also contains, like, 6 grams of carbs, around 6 grams of fiber, and also 2 grams of fat. Uh, So that's a pretty, like, well-rounded mushroom there for something that just, like, grows on dead wood. Um, And just just to give you an idea, 100 grams is... Uh, about three and a half ounces of this. So, oh, wow. it's, so it's not a ton. No. It's a small amount. Yeah. 21 grams of protein in a freaking mushroom. You know? Yeah. I mean, how we probably ate like an ounce or two. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just in these little pieces of pickle. Yeah. Uh, so not only that, it's got uh, significant amounts of uh, potassium in it and vitamin C as well as vitamin A. So yeah. it's a, just a kind of a super power, super food. You know what? And uh, I don't want to play down the antioxidants. Yes. Packed with tons of different antioxidants. We don't really get into those kind of uh, weeds, but it's a super healthy mushroom. Yeah, for worth, sure. Worth seeking out. And um, we talked about before how when you find them, you find them big. Yeah, you, you find know? a ton of them. So yeah. they're like worth your energy to seek out and find them. And because the yield is going to be just uh, ten, tenfold. Uh, how many times have you found this mushroom? A couple times. Yeah, I would say a couple times every season. Yeah, uh, I've every been season. I've been I've been foraging for mushrooms for probably like eight years or so. So quite a few times. Uh, awesome. I don't I don't always take them because yeah. no, mo- most of the time when I'm out looking for things, uh, it's not it's not necessarily them. Yeah, uh, they're good. They're but, not the best thing. But my chance. Yeah, you know. Partial. partial oh, they, they take up the <laughs> they take up the room for sure. I'd, yeah. I'd trade out if I found more chanterelles and I had to make room for them. I'd I'd toss a pound or so of chicken. Yeah, Easy. but I but I'm I'm curious now. Like if you were to if you were to process, cook, sauce, freeze. I wonder how it would defrost. Like if you could do like little like pulled pulled chicken or like barbecue chicken sandwiches. You know, I'm sure it would. Yeah. I'm sure it'd freeze well. No, this is one of those like perfect mushrooms that kind of, uh, no matter what way you want to preserve it, it actually mm-hmm. does really well. It's one of the few mushrooms that does freeze really, really well. Uh, I believe cooked. I've actually never done that. I've frozen it raw and then used it and sure. it's fantastic. Nice. Um, but I've never frozen it cooked, but I know that is a very popular method with other wild mushrooms mm-hmm. where you like kind of half prep it for par cook it yeah. and then freeze it and uh i imagine it do splendidly yeah it sounds cool man and it sounds like a good for you know i'm i'm definitely a, a little bit of a meat eater but uh for those of you that don't for for people that are vegan or vegetarian yeah uh, this is a great resource man yeah totally 
Uh, so I guess you talked about this how how this was the first time you or this was the first mushroom that you found and ate. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the first time I found it, uh, I have been mushroom hunting just a slightly less amount of time as for probably like six seven years. True. Um, but I first time I found my chicken of the woods was in the middle of a July Fourth like backpacking trip. Sure. So I was on the, uh, let's see, what was it, Mississippi River? Or, uh, no, I was on the border of Indiana, so the other side of Indi- uh, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's two places I like to go for, like, backpacking trips. But um, the one by, on the Indiana border, it was, you know, 95 degrees, and we're uh, getting started out on this backpacking trip, and it was not even uh, within the first couple hours we stumbled across this huge stump just uh covered in these mushrooms so you have you have you got to believe that we cut a bunch of them and then carried them with us through the whole hike and fried them up at our lunch stop yeah what'd you do to them that's what i'm curious of so you're on the spot it's like chopped foraging style you know yeah it was super simple and it was the first time i had them so a lot of the times whenever i'm experiencing a mushroom or wild food for the first time i like to keep it pretty simple i like Mm -hmm. to like you know figure out the flavors explore the whole substance of the thing itself and not try to complicate it too much so i truly just chopped it and sauteed it with some olive oil and we had some like kosher salt that we sprinkled on sure so super simple uh still just amazing you know it really is really very 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 good tastes just like chicken even my wife who was like wow this is like chicken and you know most people don't uh agree with that when you say that about a mushroom sometimes people stretch things you know like oh this tastes just like this but the texture really is uh, very akin to meat so uh what are the ways you've cooked with this mushroom that's that's basically what i do just Just keep it keep it simple a little little bit of seasoning uh, maybe a little sauce or something on there. Keep it simple. Right on. Yeah, I mean, for me too. That's uh, I I focus a lot on preserving, so I've preserved it in different ways. Like mm-hmm. I said earlier, it does freeze well. It is an exceptional pickle. Um, I used a recipe um, by forager chef Alan Burgo, um, so you can reference his website, and he has a great recipe for pickling your own chicken of the woods. They go really well as fried chicken. I've I've battered them and fried them as well and made like little chicken nuggets. That sounds awesome. And it is the best thing I've ever made with them. That that tops it all because then you got dips and all that stuff. Yeah, that, that sounds like better. a winner right there, man. Oh, it's a super winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, <laughs> see what you did there. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that pretty much sums up the chicken episode. Yeah, right? for sure. We're, we're going to post pictures. Yeah, we're going to show you what this thing looks like if you haven't already seen it. It's just a, a out of a it's a fantasy mushroom almost. It is. Know? It really is. Other otherworldly. So thanks for coming along on this uh, this warm, beautiful summer day. I hope you guys enjoyed the sounds of the cicadas chirping in the background constantly. Yeah, the the runners jogging alongside of us. The guy that was just listening to "I Will Survive" as he's cruising on his bike. <laughs> yes. I hope you guys got all of that. Heroes, yeah. all of them, <laughs> and champions. It has been a pleasure. Yep. Hope you'll join us again next time for another exciting episode of our show, where we explore all the things found trailside, curbside, and low tide. See you next time.